Thirdway wouldn't exist without Starbucks. Oh yeah, no. Right? It paved the way yeah. for you know for third wave and you know stuff like that to exist. You're listening to the Coffee Talks podcast, where we discuss the coffee, its culture, and the people who enjoy it. All right, guys, welcome to the Coffee Talks podcast. We're blessed with an amazing guest other than me and Jason today. Dominico could not be there. So we're having Grant from Beanstalk Festival and other other things. <laughs> other things. Many <laughs> other things. So we got you here because it was, for those who are going to be listening right now, this happened prior to ECCM, which was an amazing event. We got in before this for Toronto, and we wanted to ask you about Beanstalk, naturally. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, of course. <laughs> very, very basic stuff. You know, we want to just know this. Obviously, for many of our Montreal listeners, maybe you might know Beanstalk Coffee, maybe you might not. So if you don't, this is a great opportunity to get to learn about the company itself. Uh, Grant, of course, what is Beanstalk Coffee? What is it? Well, one thing, too, so I'll just correct you off the bat. It's not Beanstalk Coffee. Mm. So Beanstalk Coffee, there's actually a coffee roaster that we okay. get confused with on Instagram. <laughs> really? I, I think they're in Japan or something, but Beanstalk Coffee Festival. Ah, yes. um, so it, it, it's a not-for-profit initiative um, that was founded by uh, myself and my partners. So I work for a specialty green coffee importer here in Canada called Mountain Coffee. Mm-hmm. Um, and we... We wanted to create something for the industry, so something to help build the industry um, for a number of reasons. Um, one, obviously, we love specialty. We work in specialty, um, and I mean, if if more people are drinking specialty, that's more business for everybody, which is great. That's it. Um, I think I think the the first the first thing we really wanted to do was create an event that really supported the roasters. Okay. Because at most coffee events, the roasters are underrepresented. Um, it's usually more of a trade show type format or an expo where it's yeah. a lot of, you know, big machine companies, um, cups, syrups, uh, all kinds of new tech, which is great. Um, but, you know, that's where that's where the money is and that's how that's they fun. find these shows. Um, and, you know, there's usually roaster sections, but the focus is kind of more on a trade show and less on coffee itself. So we wanted to create something that the focus was actually coffee. Secondly was we wanted to make it extremely approachable um, to build specialties. So we're introducing new clients and customers to these roasters. Um, So that's why Beanstalk is formatted similarly to a craft beer festival or a craft wine festival. Um, So like, you know, you, you go in, you get your cup and, you know, there's music, like... You know, there's food, there's drinks, it's like, it's a buzzing, happening That's vibe. It. Which is kind of, anyways, like, one of the inspiration of this now, what we call third wave coffee, mm-hmm. is, well, beer and wine did it first. Mm-hmm. Having this sort of, uh, can I say, evolve, evolve into being much more than just a beverage, mm-hmm. it's now a craft, it's also a community, and every time you go to a different, maybe a, uh, a pub or something like that, it's always... This, you can feel the specialty and always they're trying to have something unique oh totally so yeah. I think the same can be told about coffee and I think it's really interesting especially that compared to wine or beer as we one of the things that was many we mentioned before recording actually is mm-hmm. coffee is considered mostly a, com- a commodity yeah I mean we got we got here we said oh 
I'm just gonna hit my coffee because that's what I do. Yeah. So it's, it's like coffee. you know, it's, it's just, just coffee, coffee. Yeah. right? So it's, I think that's the the point of it. It's hard for for the industry to evolve completely into yeah. this new wave simply because it's viewed as a simple thing. Totally. And we want to change that, right? That's. Uh, I mean, we'll we'll get we'll get to that. I think yeah. We gotta, yeah, yeah. I think we gotta you'll probably ask me what's really the purpose of the festival. Yeah, we got a whole um, bunch of questions for you. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> yeah. So 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 back to uh, Beanstalk and kind of what it is. Um, is yeah, it's like this this event. Um, that like the main event itself um, is just there to bring you know bring new clients in, um, but it's also there to bring the community together. That's it, yeah. Um, and that's that's I think the really the coolest part. So at the first one that we that we did in Vancouver, uh, this was November 2017. Um, you know we had this big espresso bar at the middle, and it was this it was huge bar. It was like the the chunks of wood we had to use uh, were way too big, and it took so many people to bring it in and. <laughs> We made the dumb mistake of building a bar exactly like that for the Toronto one, but yeah. we should have made it like half the size and modular. That's it. Oh my god, like getting that thing together for shipping it was insane. Um, uh, which we, we shipped it to Vancouver. Dot, 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 dot. No, 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 no. Um, but um, yeah, we, it, it's like we had four different machine suppliers that are direct competitors at the same bar. <laughs> <laughs> and so they're like shoulder to shoulder and we did the same thing with all the roasters it's like all right guys be friends be <laughs> friends be friends we're all, we're all in this together for the event though i do I, of course the event always contains a bunch of professionals in one scenery yeah. but obviously for let's say someone like myself that doesn't have you know like i'm not a roaster i'm a, I'm a, I'm a podcast talker talk about yeah. coffee anyway i go off for my coffee Right, so if I come to an event, right, is it is it is it as welcoming for like a regular person as it is for businesses, for example? Oh yeah, totally. Of course, right? Because totally. let's say the new person, like someone doesn't know much about coffee, like mm. uh, that comes in, they don't, they don't, all they know is they know about it's black, it's a cappuccino, it's a latte, or it's yeah. uh, it's distilled. So it's like they come to this event, should they feel uh, uh, th- not threatened, but I guess like intimidated or intimidated? Intimidated, no. No. So again, it's it's why we tried to make it as approachable mm. as possible. Um, it's why it's called Beanstalk, yeah. you know, and not like boutique coffee festival or That's something. It. It's it's fun, right? Like we're we're taking that that ethos of Woodstock, where it's like you know, like peace, love, coffee is kind of like one of our multiple taglines. Um, and you know, you see the mugs. It's like coffee is so That's hot right it. now. Like it, it, we're we're it's it's not taking itself so seriously, which I think a lot of times coffee does and that's the intimidating part for the everyday drinker like a lot of the majority of people actually just you know coffee's just coffee right yeah. so but they love coffee and they're interested in coffee but it's when terminology starts coming out and you're like what yeah, are you l- saying it's a little <laughs> intimidating when you're like oh this is astringent and you know tastes like a, a thompson raisin yeah like very just like specific things it's a like mild, that's not even that specific my favorite, someone actually said to me once it's a mild wood and i'm like what does a mild wood oh taste well, i'll like, take huh? it even farther what kind of wood <laughs> what, right i don't even know oh <laughs> like, okay. birch like what like yeah. i feel you like can, you can get way too specific yeah but i think like what what have you tasted that a taste of mild wood and i'm like what's going on over here yeah. i just old, i just taste old coffee <laughs> old coffee old green yeah um 
Yeah, uh, I kind of lost my train of thought. No, it's, well, I, I, yeah, I know you, where you left off. Basically, I mean, you can get the vibe. Like I said, and, like the question, of course, was oh, is, it, is oh. it casual? But you get the vibe when I went on your Q and A, and like I was just dying of laughter. Like usually, you don't laugh on yeah, Q and A's yeah, right? on, on the websites, and I'm like, this is hilarious. Like, especially the Starbucks it's comment. It's really yeah. good. Yeah, like, and that's that's the tone of it. The person's like, I love Starbucks. Should I come to this event? And you're like, totally. Like Starbucks. Hundred <laughs> percent. Like Third Wave wouldn't exist without Starbucks. Oh no. yeah, no. Right. It not. paved the way yeah. for you know, for third wave and, you know, stuff like that to exist. And, like, the reason why, you know, you're having a macchiato here is because oh, of yeah. Starbucks. Really, really it's totally one of the things we, uh, we, I think we go on a tangent about it every episode, yeah? Yeah. About how Starbucks, because Domenico, the other host, used to work at Starbucks. Oh, so did I. So, you, <laughs> see, there's a lot of them. So, yeah. now he works uh, at a specialty coffee, yeah. milk. And we always come back to the point of, well... Starbucks really make that happen. We wouldn't would not have a podcast if totally. it wasn't for <laughs> you know bringing that vocabulary into our lives. Totally. People wouldn't care about like oh, this yeah, thing no. about coffee if it wasn't for like the trend Starbucks brought to the industry. Yeah. You know, absolutely, no. and the attention like for the positive things, even for the farmers. Like no one would have really cared about coffee where no. it came from. No, because it tastes like shit before. So yeah. it's like there's uh, there's that as well. The first wave of yeah, you know, especially here because you know in Italy, I, I'm guessing it was okay at least. Oh, uh, listen, listen. If you look at all the machines in Montreal, right? They're all even like someone I went to Toronto. They're all like Italian machines. Like, yeah, it's just about every it, machine in the world is every, Italian. Italian. Yeah. <laughs> so like, if it came from Italian machine, the coffee was good. But now she's getting better because of the fact that people are paying attention, like like farmers and roasters are paying attention to like the specific uh, craft. Oh, yeah, but I'm talking much more like before that. Like before, when you well, had, yeah, before before yeah, the, yeah. the wave of immigrations in the forties, coffee the, was crap. It was made on like a stove. They would put the beans inside the stove and they would roast uh, until it fried. That's like it's very disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I've heard from people that were actually like like Canadians before. Uh, it tastes like crap. Like old old Canadians. That's they told me their grandparents would do that. And I'm like, yeah. that's disgusting. Well, okay. So just an, another tangent. You say it tastes like crap. I disagree. I think that it's really? it taste is completely subjective. Mm. You know, it might taste like crap yes, to you, but sure. it's just not your preference. Oh, yeah. That's another thing that we tried to do with Beanstalk is, like, there's dark roasters there. Yeah, but dark roast can be good. It sure. can. But, I mean, I mean w- there was also, there was coffee there where you would probably taste it, like, wow, this is crap. Someone else might love it. For sure. So that, I so we, we kept it extremely um, inclusive to all types of coffee drinkers. And then for the industry folk, um, because it is a consumer-facing show, exactly. industry stuff <laughs> kind of happens behind the scenes and you don't see it. Um, you know, like roasters are using the machines, um, and they're interacting with, uh, with you know, that distributor, um, and getting to actually try their equipment. And um, for other industry, they're just kind of visiting it. What we like the feedback that we got is that the vibe of the festival is like when you go for beers after a trade show. That's it. Because you you know you make I these connections on the show floor, right? It's really great compliment. But you really you really like you know the casual break people bread leave. And make yeah. business afterwards when you kind of oh yeah the event ends all the casual consumers leave the business people stay and that's when it happens yeah exactly you it's know. like it's a catalyst for this business to happen and it just breaks the ice exactly yeah. and that's really what we what we kind of want to do can we take it just a moment yeah <laughs> oh yeah cut. cut. All right, all right, and uh, of course, there's one thing I want to ask you, Grant. Um, what's with your logo? What's love, with it? You don't like it. it? I love it. I love it. I put but my heart and soul into that, man. <laughs> um, no, but of course, I mean, like when I think of coffee, I think of brown, right? So I mean, you got, of course, a white bean on a green background. Yeah. What's going on with that? Well, it's so it's an homage to 
you know, the company that you know brings in the money to actually be able to do mm. Beanstalk. Like Beanstalk is a very expensive gift for the industry. It is yeah. incredibly expensive. Like if you if you're ever gonna get into events, just like just sell out right away. Just Bring in a bank <laughs> or something. Um, but it's green, so Mountain Coffee. Um, we are especially green coffee importers. So uh, coffee is a bit of a cherry. Okay. And you know, in, inside that cherry, you have like a little pod. And then inside that pod, you have two beans, and they're it's it's they're not really green. It's like a kind of pale yellow, sometimes like a bluish hue. Um, it can be different colors, but we just refer to it as green coffee. Yeah. And it's like a raw seed. Exactly. And so you take that seed, you process it, you dry it, um, and then you, you know, get it to a roaster, and the roaster makes it, and then the barista makes it. It's really funny. Like when I got into the the green green side of coffee. Um, and I showed my friends what it looks like because my, my apartment, like I looked like a drug dealer, <laughs> fully looked like a drug dealer. I had these little baggies of like, you know, samples of all this oh green God. coffee on my desk. <laughs> friends walked in because they hadn't seen me in a while because I was just so busy. Yeah. And they're like, what have you been up to? What have you gotten into, man? <laughs> How deep are you? I was like, this is coffee. And they, one of my friends said the funniest thing. He said, it doesn't just come brown. Like you pick it off a tree and it's perfect I already. Had the same when I first first saw yeah. like like this a seed. My friend showed me a seed. It was like two years ago, and I was like, "What the heck is this?" And my friend was like, "This is what coffee actually is in the yeah. beginning." And I'm like, "This like I always had the exact same interpretation. Like the brown part was the seed, and maybe it came like folded or molded together." Yeah. And I'm like, "Really?" And I was like, "Wow, yeah. that's crazy." But so the green is an homage to mountain coffee, mm. um, and. Uh, the like the actual logo itself it's a bean obviously but of there's course. three waves for third wave third wave yeah. kept it super super simple like our or i guess my first iteration of the logo was a lot more psychedelic it was it was more of a more of an homage to woodstock yeah which was really fun because we wanted to keep it fun but um you know the we, we actually had like some consultants help us with the first the first the one first in vancouver one, yeah. Yeah. um so we couldn't afford an event agency but we have um, you know, we have friends that do large-scale festivals um, or are involved with a lot of stuff like Skookum Music Festival, YBR Food Fest, um, Rifflandia. Like, a lot of these guys are, like, super experts and friends of ours and love coffee. So we're like, hey, can you help us out with this a little bit? And then they were like, yep, it'll cost this. We're like, hey, can you, uh, t like, just give us some hints <laughs> instead? Yeah. Um, <laughs> we'll pay you for the hints of how yeah. to succeed. And they took a look at, at the branding I created and the identity, and they're like, yeah, this is really cool, but, like, look, like compare it to all of the third wave or specialty logos. Like, very, very clean and simple, and I was like, oh, fine. I was trying to kind of go against that, but so I kept it just very clean, and it's that, and the icons, and... And Mountain yeah. Coffee, I know, like, you were saying Mountain Coffee, right, originated yeah. first in Vancouver, correct? Or, yes. Yes, yeah, correct. But... Um, I guess when you when you, when you sell or distribute, does it do better in Vancouver or does it do better in Toronto? It's totally stuff? different. It's totally different. Yeah. Totally different. I mean, definitely, um, you know, the Eastern Division is newer. Hmm. Um, at Hello Roasters, by the way, I'm here. <laughs> um, yeah, the Eastern Division is newer, so of course it's smaller by nature. Um, but the Eastern market is much bigger than That's the West, yeah. so there's a lot more potential for it to be bigger, and more buying power means um, more positive impact that we can implement at Origin, which is very cool. Um, yeah. yeah. If you're into real estate, you stay West 100%. Vancouver is the place to be, but... <laughs> Toronto's <laughs> pretty hot right Toronto's now. Toronto's hot now, yeah. Montreal's getting hotter as well because yeah. of the taxes, but 
you know, Vancouver is like, not number one right now, right? Because it just doesn't stop with the investors. But if you're going for coffee, come to the east, mm-hmm. <laughs> of course. Mm-hmm. I feel um, like there's this thing where the middle of Canada is not really into that. Yeah, they're just like, they're, the, they're just like. Into uh, coffee or into real estate? Well, into the, the, well, mostly the specialty coffee. Uh, there's some great, great yeah. roasters. Oh, you ever heard of Phil and Sebastian? Okay, yeah. Phil and Sebastian, Transcend, Rosso, Monogram. Um, there's a ton of, there's a ton, ton, ton of roasters. Those are only really like yeah. the bigger, like, quote unquote yeah. brand name and specialty. What's a bad stereotype when I think Saskatchewan? I don't think of anything. <laughs> That's <laughs> very, funny. It's a very bad. I apologize to all the folks That's that are listeners funny. from Saskatchewan. I just yeah. think, I think of good thing. I think there's green land in general. Uh, that, that but is like, so I would really love, though. I would love to be there, go there yeah. one day. But it's just a very bad stereotype. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but of course, one thing that's more specific, of course, is this is going to details now. I know, of course, Beanstalk is uh, the Beanstalk Festival is a great initiative to get people involved. But at the end of the day, it's not free; it costs money, mm-hmm. yeah. right? So when you make these events, um, and of course, if you don't want them, it's fine; you don't have to. But um, how does it look in terms of profit or like the margins? Like, do you focus, of course, on charging like? high mm. costs per ticket so like how does so, it work? so the way that we do it is we, we try to give value to everybody mm-hmm. so uh, with the first the first Beanstalk um, you know it was a single day event mm-hmm. we had 21 roasters in a cafe um, and you know a bunch of extra stuff and you know our sponsors had like some cool areas um, I consult with the sponsors yeah. um, to build out that area as like part of the programming of the festival so it's less so like here's a booth and banners and all this stuff and it's you know this is part of the festival so yeah. it could be education or something interactive um, but uh, with the first one tickets were 10 bucks we kept it super cheap we lost a lot of money mm. um, but uh, with the second one uh, we got close to the price point we really wanted to get to where it's you know it's 25 bucks nice. but that includes you know the the mug um, it includes unlimited coffee once you're inside it includes a token which you can trade for a bag of coffee to anyone you want um, and there's like a bunch of extra perks, like you get a discount to the Roasters Pack, which by the way is like the best thing in the world. <laughs> if you're not subscribed to the Roasters Pack, it's like, it's amazing. What we, is the Roasters we Pack? We got a code, it's Beanstalk7 by the way. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> Beanstalk7 guys, keep it's, it in mind. It's basically like Beanstalk every month. I'm just gonna type here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, use that code. So but it, yeah, it's, it's uh... On, on like, a short note, just like for people that don't know, what is the Roaster Pack? Just make it quick yeah 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 no totally it's yeah, yeah, it's three coffees every month three, three different coffees ones. every month yeah, awesome. just delivered to you it's awesome it's awesome Sunil always gives me like a different funny name on my pack every month <laughs> good good yeah um, awesome but yeah yeah so profitability and structure and whatever so yeah we charge tickets at 25 bucks but there's good value um, the roasters we keep their entry fee is quite cheap it's got to be cheap for them roasters yeah. don't have a lot of money um, and then we charge the majority of everything to awesome. the sponsors because they can handle it. It's a huge value add for them. Also, roasters don't get the attention, right? Like, you go there, they see, like, the big names. The roasters are, like, working in the background yeah. with the actual company. So it's like, you want to give them maybe a more incentive to come. Really? No, 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 no. Not even They are no. at the forefront of everything, oh, really? man. Yes. Oh, yeah. And, like, what we did with the roasters is we leveled the playing field. Mm. So everybody's got the same setup. Okay. So That's no cool. matter if you're big or small, I like you look pretty much the same. Good, good. And good. then it's up to you to kind of make your area your own. Um, and we we really wanted to just you know give the smaller guys a chance to yeah. to be heard a little bit. Um, I mean we we might change that we might change that a little bit, but um, yeah we just wanted to start it, start it out where like okay everybody here understands that we're all trying to do the same thing. So I mean pilot, I understand you have this 
absolutely stunning bar if you saw it at yeah. UCCM. Yeah, the bar was very nice. It's stunning. Um, but, you know, someone like 94 Celsius uh, doesn't have that just to start yeah. up with. So we kind of leveled it out. One of the things that I have to say, uh, having been in a few communities that have the same, like, trade shows, a lot of that stuff, me and my I started with esports in terms of having events like that. And one of the things that I saw from ECCM or other coffee events is the competition is healthy. And oh, that's, totally. And that was a change for me. Yeah. Because most of the other places I've been, I'm doing video games or uh, anything regarding arts because I'm a photographer as well. Mm-hmm. And this, th- there is some weird competitiveness that is not good in those places. It's totally. Everyone's a piece of the pie, but not necessarily equally. While at a coffee, I have to say, it was really stunning for me that everyone's like, hey, I'm, we're all here for the same thing. It's not, you know, step on each other. Yeah. And it was really beautiful to see that. Yeah. I totally thought you were going to use my pie analogy for a second. There. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I, I totally agree with you. I think that there's there's no sense, like, there, oh, there's no point of competition in specialty, I think. And, I, I mean, like, competition's good and it's good for everybody's business. It's, but it's I a mean, capitalistic market. You know, everyone's got to be competitive. Yeah. So. I, I mean that attitude of competitiveness, yeah. Yeah. you know, where it's like, you know, like... F you and F you. No, exactly. Better. Like, I, I think that camaraderie is good, but competition is not because in specialty, we're a tiny piece of the global coffee market. So I view it as instead of everybody fighting for, you know, a piece of the pie, let's make more pies mm-hmm. for everybody to have. Let's build specialty together. And that's really our ethos because if we can build specialty and start to convert the commodity market to specialty um, you know works out for everybody yeah well, that's one thing I want to say um, we do mention and I, I, I will want I would like to get to as well the ECCM event that we actually were attending yesterday that's actually why grants here in Montreal because of the ECCM event we will get to it but one thing I want to ask is uh, at the event they kept saying and as you're saying as well specialty coffee now for the viewers that might not know what you know special some people just think of coffee as coffee but what, what mm-hmm. is the difference between say specialty coffee and just the regular terminology of coffee? oh you got so many answers to that everyone will give you a different one yeah um, what's your perspective my my personal take on it has actually changed quite a bit over the years i used to think it was you know uh viewing specialty like wine mm-hmm. you know um i, th- I think i think uh, it's a hard specialty one, yeah. to me is treating and viewing coffee for what it really is. Okay. Which is this miracle, for one. Uh, this miracle and this crafted, you know, agricultural product from an exotic place that is treated with care at every single step down the chain. Um, you know, and consumed with care and looked at as, you know, the special thing that it really is. I think specialty coffee is, you know, treating coffee as it should be treated mm-hmm. and viewing it that way. Um, yeah. That's a very good definition because my, my definition of specialty coffee is nothing close to that. Yeah. I think I'm going to take yours from now on. Yeah. My, Acid. It's mine, acidic. Mine was, like, ju- mine was just like a specialty is like, like this is very basic guys. Don't laugh at me. No, I don't want to see any comments or anything. <laughs> I just thought of specialty as cappuccino and latte. I'm like that's a special coffee, but... I'm gonna take your definition from now on. <laughs> it's much take better. it, run with it. And I was gonna say because I want and the reason that's actually a great opening because I was gonna say like, don't do you believe now there's a current dilemma with the coffee industry 
and I believe you kind of <laughs> might have started. indicated it with this, the definition of your specialty coffee, mm-hmm. right? Especially like, obviously it's another, it's a whole conversation for another time because it's a huge dilemma. But yeah, how much time we got? Like, <laughs> uh, we got. Uh, I want to. I want to keep it. Well, it's a special episode, so I think we can push it to like, I would say 35, 40 minutes. About, say. about that. About that. So yeah. maybe we can do like a quick segment, like just a quick one. What do you think? Of how 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 is the industry looking so far? Right. Uh, pardon my French, but coffee's fucked. <laughs> Like, That's good. I don't know if it's okay to swear. Yeah, it's, oh yeah, it's, it's yeah, quite, yeah, it's yeah, quite, yeah. Don't worry. We try not to. Yeah, and we're, we're, thing, yeah, things are things are you know bleak but hopeful for a lot of. Th- it's it's been like coffee is colonial. Yeah. It, it has been for a very long time. Um, uh, uh, how do we how do we do this without getting too far into it? <laughs> um, so I guess using as like very basic terminology as possible, just for like. Right, because if we start getting, because we can get into details, yeah. and everyone's gonna get lost. So we can just keep it maybe, I guess, basic for the viewers. Like, maybe they don't say yeah. what's the main actors yeah. and why is this fucked. Um, so uh, specialty coffee exists within coffee. Yeah. Right. Specialty coffee is a tiny, 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 tiny fraction of the amount of coffee in the world. And mm-hmm. even within specialty coffee, there's problems. There's there's transparency and accountability problems. Um, across the full across the supply chain it's just always been like that um i mean so coffee is the 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 people that are actually growing the coffee the most important people are just not paid enough um, to sustain it um and i mean the environment has a factor on it as well you know like ethiopia's harvest was a month later this year um like there's there's serious change that's happening um, and I mean, the environment will make it extremely difficult to grow Arabica coffee, like Robusta yeah. would be the future. Um, cause it's the only thing that is really robust and can manage through that. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's tough. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's base, I guess the basics would just be like, you know, farmers aren't being paid enough money yeah, so for the coffee they're roasting. Well, not only that, but because they're not paid enough, they're not being treated I think well. before it was somewhat manageable. But now, because the demand is keeps expanding, it's yeah. like you have to change the model. It's, like, it's just gonna yeah. Crash. But how do you change a model that's that big? Oh yeah, like, it's, and it's, so it's only so, so bring it back to kind of finish this little point. Um, yeah, like it's a the, very detailed. Like the environment, you know, will really mess things up like thirty, forty years. Yeah. But the fact is, there won't be people growing coffee in twenty years. That's that's like the that's the hard reality. They touched on it at ECCM. Like the average age of a farmer is. 50 to 60 years old you know like these guys are these guys and women are old and they're not going to be able to do it it traditionally used to be where um you know farms were passed down generation to generation and it was like a family business um but what's happening now is you know their their children are seeing the poverty that the parents are faced with and how hard they're working for nothing yeah um and the they're both like both the parents and the kids are agreeing like Go do anything. Yeah, that's else. that doesn't work. Grow any other crop. Work in any other end. Like go work at a grocery store. You'll make more money. Yeah. So you have just people abandoning farms. You don't have young people in coffee, at origin, mm. and it's a huge problem. It's huge. It's, there's no one to grow coffee in the future, um, and it comes down to just you know people not viewing coffee as a luxury what product. it is, right? There, like it's a luxury product that people feel it doesn't garner a luxury price that's it that's the simple fact so pay more for coffee be okay with paying more for coffee 
ask where your coffee is coming from and if you know the ethics of the finances of it. And t- typically most people don't. I, I've been coffee for 12 years and I didn't know how messed up it was until about a year ago when I got into the importing side. Yeah. And like as a coffee professional, like you think that you would know that. Majority of baristas who are the front line for coffee, they don't they don't know how bad it is. Like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. it's an exploited industry, but like fair trade. Yeah. Like, you hear we, fair let's trade. not talk about that. No, it's it. Yeah, um, <laughs> it's, it's 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 great. It was a st- it, it it's a step in the right direction and better, but it's not the answer. No, no. As well, I think any step that you make to make any issue better should not be taken as a solution, rather than just a step. Yeah, more than anything else, a step forward. Especially the coffee is enormous. Yeah, it's just every little thing that we're gonna try to do at a small scale is gonna take years to be implemented at a full scale yeah yeah so i feel like uh, you're you'll probably end up asking me like what's really the, the goal yeah of it's the purpose you know purposes like yeah have a good time and coffee and help everybody <laughs> like it it, it is know, the that, corny stuff i mean it's it's a it's a vessel for change yeah. disguised as you know this fun great brand mm-hmm. and um you know i i have a i have an advertising background well, um, I think that the fact after the meeting you through social media, which yeah. you rock totally for that. That's <laughs> Thanks, for sure. dude. I think that's one of the reasons that like the frequently asked question of being stalker is so amazing because I recognize your voice in it totally. Oh uh, yeah, we well no like, one the was goofy going side on camera, is so I had to do it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's just like but I'm it's, stuck with it. And, like people <laughs> well, recognize me, and it's weird. Yep, but it make it really makes sense because honestly, I think bringing this like joyful and like really goofy yeah. side it's to such too. a important issue is really nice way to include more people in yeah not just that but like you even see it like you don't just like like coffee like coffee but you like coffee in like the industry because as we were recording we're actually at crew cafe but like, when you came to montreal i think a day or two days ago and you had your cupping event mm-hmm. all right and i think there was even a, a little segment where you discussed the importance of coffee oh, right yeah. a regular so, someone that's doing a cupping event won't go into detail afterwards about like the importance of coffee they'll just do the cupping event they'll do some networking business to business and then you know that'll be it but you took the time yeah cup here's my coffee buy my shit yeah Yeah. you took the time to like actually discuss about why coffee like how we should be treating people uh, we should be paying more for the farmers and like you brought that topic up and the thing is people actually listen Right, yeah, it's a, that's very. I was very. Like, I was. I was very surprised because I'm not good at talking in front of people. I get super nervous. Really? Uh, yeah, I like fully black out. <laughs> wow. If I don't have anything prepared, I have, I have to say I'm surprised. No idea what I'm gonna say. Yeah. Because you're really good on camera. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. You're well, really good well, on podcasts. multiple takes. <laughs> <laughs> that's the secret. The power of editing. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, I didn't know how people were going to take that because it was just things that I'd learned in the last year. Yeah. Um, it was pretty heavy things, right? And I, I just laid it out super honestly. I was like, you know, there was a mix of roasters and um, just coffee enthusiasts that were there. I was like, you know, you probably don't know this, but this is this is the way that coffee is bought and traded. Um, not all coffee, but this is, you know, That's how, it how it's been. And this is how it works. This is how coffee buying works. These problems we're facing. This is what we as Mountain Coffee do. Um, and this is what you can do as a as a consumer. And I just I I brought it back to just like ask questions, demand that information. Um, it was a topic at the East Coast Coffee Madness where um, I can't remember who said it, but uh, it was it was on the the heavy panel talk where they said, uh, you know, as a roaster, 
if you're asking for FOB pricing or farm gate pricing from your supplier and they won't give it to you, stop working with that supplier. And I get that. I mean, I can, I can full disclosure say like we're not at the point yet as Mountain Coffee where we're disclosing that yet. And um, there, there's multiple reasons behind that, but I'm not the one who ultimately runs the company. It's, it's Lionel. And Lionel, Lionel is a, like an absolute straight shooter. Um, and you know, comes from a comes from a more traditional business world, and so you don't really discuss numbers um, with your clients. So it's 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 a new concept, um, like it's a brand new concept. Like, yeah. hey guys, this is how much we make. Like I can tell you that yeah. our profit margin is very very small. Like I, I already told you guys, I can't tell you on camera. <laughs> just keep it very much to yourself. It's very small. Uh, coffee's a volume game, right? Um, and uh, yeah, just. I want to see that shift of transparency in coffee, specifically in the finances. I think the, the more finances. people start literally giving a fuck about what they're That's drinking, it. <laughs> it's going to change for yeah. everyone. Yeah, like I think it's, you know, uh, and Beanstalk, our goal, and like it being a, a vessel for change is to educate people. Yeah, absolutely. You know, educate you take people like the them. example of what I've been hearing in Canada, like Canada-wide, there's now a law that you have to include those nutritional values on every product that mm -hmm. wasn't there five years ago mm -hmm. now it's a law even yeah. if it's water because they're gonna put say well yeah. there's water whatever yeah. you what do you want me to say yeah. but now it's required because people ask questions hey what what am i eating what is this and, and here's the thing with coffee. I mean, like, uh, again, I'm new to importing, so I don't know necessarily everything. But, I mean, from my just basic understanding, like, there isn't really a law. Like, you can, you, and there's no accountability or, like, uh, you know, authority at origin that's, you know, if a buyer came in and they're like, I'm going to buy all of your coffee for 50 cents a pound, take it or leave it. There's no authority saying, like, you can't do that. And I think that's where huh. the problem lies, because um, it's not really standardized. No, it's not. It's not at all. Like e everyone has different buying methods, and you know, I'm not saying that we're perfect. Mm. I'm not saying that we're perfect in literally everything. Like not every single thing that we buy is above cost of production. Like all the things that we buy directly is above cost of production. Like the way that we purchase is very simple, and it's because Lionel is that kind of stand up, straight up guy, um, where. I compared it like when I was telling you about it earlier yeah. just to tipping your barista yeah. like when you go for a coffee you're you know you're gonna pay the barista like what they need to do uh, to like do their thing yeah. you tip them right and if you tip them they're not gonna spit in your coffee <laughs> they're gonna give you the coffee that you actually asked for um, the next time that you come around you know they might skip you in line give you first dibs they might give you like a fresh croissant as opposed to an old one yeah. and it's that that buying mentality exists in coffee as well like if you try to weasel your way out of yeah. a bunch of dollars that farmer is also going to try to weasel his way out of losing profit um, and it's just it's just really basic and when I when I when it's I just really the kind of giving value exactly and, and when, when I really got talking with Lionel about this because I was like I want to know more how do we purchase like the, the tell me everything um, he was like it's simple and he just used that same analogy he said it just makes sense you know you pay these guys are working guys and women are working so hard pay them for that work and they will treat you well and actually give you what you're asking for and they'll be there next year yeah that's also, also one of the things that's really important it's like if you don't pay attention to the 
people working at the origin mm-hmm. well are you gonna go do the job no so you yeah. need to treat them well yeah exactly so yeah. moving on so of course before we conclude i want to yes. talk about the main thing is actually uh eccm event right east coast coffee madness Right, that's so why, of course, Grant is event. here with us right in Montreal because he came to attend the event himself. Uh, Grant, how did you, how did you like the event? Oh, how was it? So ECCM is one of my absolute favorite events in the world. Um, I mean, aside from Beanstalk, I'm biased. Obviously. <laughs> it's my of favorite course. event in Canada. Like, uh, SCA competitions are great. Um, but I think this, you know, addresses a lot of the things that we're talking about. And what I, I, I've, I've only been for two years. This is my second year going. Yeah. Uh, we came as a partner this year, um, you know, to help them out. If you notice, the mugs are... The mugs, yeah, yeah. they were pretty similar. I was, like, I was just going to say, yeah. I was going to the page yesterday, Beanstalk and ECCM, and I'm like, is it the exact same mugs? Yeah, like, uh, yeah. It's like different design. So last year, yeah. they had these, like, uh, you know, these plastic cups. And I was like, bro. Oh, I think a lot of people were like, mm, yeah. I don't know how I feel about those. But... The mugs that we got for Beanstalk, it's through a company called Fairware, based in Vancouver. They're ethically and sustainably sourced. Like every, and you get like traceability on stuff, like if you want it, it's really cool. Um, and uh, uh, Sam at RGC, uh, who is my direct competitor, but we're friends. Um, that just like kind of goes to show how the coffee industry yeah. is. Like I was, I was hanging out with, um, with uh, um, Gabby Wright of um, Red Fox Coffee Merchants, also direct competitors. We're best friends now. Yeah. Like it's, yeah. So I, I was like, I think, I can't remember if Sam asked me or I suggested to him, but I was like, you should switch up the mugs, go with these guys and put them in touch. Um, and they used those mugs. They're great. Yeah, they're actually really nice. Everyone, everyone reacted. Yeah, I posted like on so Instagram, Instagram and everyone was like, what so is Instagram this mug? Yeah. <laughs> I brought it home and it was yeah. like, is the cutest smoke and I was like yeah it's yeah. pretty nice but the, the event itself I love it because it's a whole bunch of coffee professionals it's very industry focused yeah. you could go as a consumer it would just yeah. be extremely overwhelming because uh, you know they talk about some real things um, and it's you know bringing things to light and coffee professionals talking about their experiences to, to you know inspire others and incite change um, you know their tagline is meet learn grow yeah. Um, and I feel like at the end of, or when it's all said and done, uh, like, you know, I told you, you you guys, like, I'm running around like a maniac these yeah. oh, yeah. days. I haven't even had time to process everything, really. Um, and a lot of it is things that I talk with um, with all of these folks and, uh, and the panelists um, about all the time. But, um, yeah, it's, it's a lot to take in. Like, yeah, I haven't even had a chance. There, there are so many different segments of information that you could have taken. And that they, yeah. Like, you could have, as a consumer, you could have just started off with, like, that main brands in yeah. Montreal, the coffee brands. As a, you know, as someone that's more professional, you could see it's more like, who are the roasters that are here today? You know, there's so many different segments you could have seen it by. If you're someone that's, like, more about the environment, like, you're very, uh, like you're eco-friendly, you might have attended all the little events with the speakers, because they were talking about, right, as we were mentioning before, like, farmers' rights and kind of like buy proper coffee and everything so there's so many different segments you know mm-hmm. like you can you can go out and buy these different yeah. you know tar- targeted everyone in the coffee industry. we're talking about yeah. that i'm gonna give you like the categories of people and i want you to give me one reason why they should come to next year's event or beanstalk mm. which is kind of similar events so i'll trump everything and just say do you like coffee Good. <laughs> you, like you can still ask me yeah. i'm just saying that'd be my <laughs> answer but if one of the things, if you go as a consumer, especially when you're starting out, or let's say you've been drinking Starbucks and yeah. Vanut for the longest time, 
and you have someone like me, you, or Jason that's like, hey, come in with me to this coffee event. Uh-huh. What do you tell them? It's like a cult and they have snacks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they have, you get invited food. <laughs> they have free mugs. Free mu- yeah, no. free mugs, free coffee. Free mugs, yeah, free I mean, coffee. It's, it's just, do you like coffee? Yeah. Like, uh, most people like, like yeah. yeah. I drink coffee. Yeah. Like, uh, honestly, um, I can bring it back to Beanstalk for a second. Um, yeah, of course. Like, uh, one of the coolest things was afterwards, um, you know, touching base with everyone and following up. Um, all of the roasters said, you know what one of the coolest things was? Was it wasn't very industry. No. There was a lot of people that were like, yeah, I love coffee. I just go to Starbucks or Tim Hortons. I want to know more. This is so cool. Um, so I think, like, you know, that opportunity is there to educate people um, and, you know, kind of bring them into our world. Um, it's just a matter of doing it in the right way. And I think both of these events are fantastic ways to, you know. Discover it. Discover. Yeah. One thing I love, I mean, this is like a little side thing that I just noticed, and it was just hilarious. Maybe because, like, you know, I'm new in the industry myself, but, like, every time I came into line of contact with you, there were just tons of people around you, and I was just dying of laughter. Like, I love <laughs> it. It was so funny. That's what happens when you, like, put your face on a bunch of videos. <laughs> That's it. When yeah. you, yeah. It yeah. was just, I would walk, and, like, you saw the hat, you saw the famous Grant Black hat. <laughs> Yep. And like everyone recognized, like I, I was at one point I was actually walking and like, I just overheard like, is that Grant? And I was like, whoa, am I at a coffee event or am I, am I like in the Oscars or something? What's oh, going yeah. on over here? <laughs> it was hilarious. You're famous now. But yeah, it's, coffee it's, famous. Yeah, it's co- <laughs> I just love how I mean, it's like, it's crazy. Like in every industry, like, you know, like obviously like there are a lot of people like that's Sam, that's Grant, that's Grant. Just everyone becomes like, like a leader and everything. But like, it's a good thing because like, they didn't look at you as like, because is because of like oh he's grandpa because of like like it was obviously positive things like oh well he's he's, he's fighting for like the you know the farmers rights he's his company is eco friendly it wasn't just like oh that's Grant from the thing you know yeah it's, like I I think I think people people always want to you know like just just talk yeah, yeah. Like, at the end of the day we're be, humans, be a part yeah. of it the amount of people that also say like anything I can do to help Beanstalk like let me know any yeah. help that you yeah. need which um, what we did. Yeah, totally. And it's like it's a it's a two way street. Like Beanstalk is, um, you know, another reason why it's it's Beanstalk and not specifically a city's thing. Yeah. Is I built the brand to, you know, be this living being that anyone can use anywhere. So, the ideal is once you know once we have everything just locked in and the structures right, uh, we can sort of pass this off yeah. um, to someone else that wants to bring it to their community. Um, so we've had offers um, to do it: Portland, LA, New York, Shanghai. Um, I mean, we're not we're not ready yet. I don't feel that we're 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 ready yet. Once you do it, you want to nail it, right? Yeah, want to nail it. I want to make sure it doesn't lose what it is. Um, mm. But yeah, bring it to other people and other communities, and it's like this this thing that everyone can use to their advantage. Mm. You know, like how can Beanstalk help you if you're helping us? A lot of the stuff that we did and how we got away with being able to do the festival with it being as expensive as it was um, was a lot of favors and people just wanted to support it. Yeah. Um, you know, like, uh, yeah. All right. It's a lot. It's community, well, man. The community, honestly, the coffee community is a very good community. It's just, it's, the like, best. It's, it's, of course, at the end of the day, it's a capitalist, it's a capitalist society, but we're competitive in a healthy way. Like, we still, it's like, I'm going to compete against you, but I still want to help you. Yeah, you know what I'm totally. saying it's not like like you mentioned before. It's not like go well, screw yourself. It's yeah. you know I can steal your client, buy you a beer. 
<laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what's gonna happen. Yeah, I'll, I'll pay great. for the loss of that client. Also, can we just acknowledge that like the coffee industry is the most attractive industry in yeah, the world? It it's is. like coffee babes everywhere. That's oh, awesome. yeah. I'm not talking about wine, right? We're talking about coffee right now. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, I have I, to say, I started like getting into coffee because of visuals. Oh, to- it's, it's such really an aesthetic based industry like, as well. I like coffee, yes. Like, I drank it, I was like mm. getting more and more, you know, I'd say. I'm going to say difficult with, like, specialize in my coffee drinking. Yeah. But the thing that really pushed me over was was just how fucking good it looks. Every time oh, I used to totally. take pictures, props with clients, uh, doing pictures, it's like, beans look amazing on every oh, setting. Latte art. Latte, latte art. Space like, everything. Yeah, space. And, like, the crew, the crew collective is it's an next insane level. space. And, like, and I, I think, like, um, uh, like, a, a, another... Uh, another thing that brings people into specialty or just coffee in general is design yeah, yeah. design is a great way to you know rope people in yeah, you, like you, you take this thing that is super complex and intimidating but you, know, you put a nice shiny package around mm-hmm. it that's you know like ooh shiny yeah, exactly. the chai latte maki whatever oh, would have, it's like yeah. rainbow color and it's just like yeah. it attracts everyone and it's like I mean I would buy that yeah I, I mean like <laughs> trends get a lot of flack from the specialty industry but I mean yeah. I'm down. I think it gets people to bring more coffee. Like so, one of the questions that I asked to uh, one of the panels that was focusing on females at Origin and female producers. I have to meet with one of them eventually. Kimberly? To, or all the female producers. Any, any, any of them. Because it's yeah, I wasn't aware of that topic being really important. Not that it's yeah. not important, but like yeah. that it's so present in the coffee industry that it's yeah. an issue. I, it's present in like our society right oh, now. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, so it couldn't be more relevant. Um, but some people like you know, feminist barista jam just happened this weekend. Yeah, yeah. Like um, that, like that's a really sweet thing. Um, actually, my um, so my significant other um, is coming in from Australia in like fifty hours, I think, oh. uh, like a couple days. But nice. we're doing an event on Friday um, in Toronto, um, and uh, so she is one half of Floozy Coffee Roasters. They're female-owned, female empowerment kind of roastery, and they buy from a lot of female producers. Um, and like they donate to different female yeah. causes. It's very really like raw, raw girl power, um, which is cool because the coffee industry is usually very reserved and conservative. Yeah. So to have a brand that's um, you know loud is good to bring up these things. And um, but what I was getting to was I asked um, you know one of the panelists, uh, what do you think about marketing female produced lots? Is it good or is it bad? Some people see as bad, they're like, oh, this is trends, right? Yeah. And it's like, you know, you're kind of, like, uh, playing on... They're riding the train. Yeah, but you're also, like, compared to, like, you know, you know, people like graduate high school, I'm going to go to Africa and build school. And yeah. take photos of myself. Kind of that sort of... Some people have that mentality about promoting female-produced lots, but I'm on the side where it's great. It's, it's it initiates say, conversation. You know what I've heard I've, I mean, one thing I've actually heard, and it's not like a bad thing, but it is something I've been to coffee because I have had some like, it's a rare, you know, it's like not everyone I know talks about coffee, but the ones that do, when I did mention once Feminista Barista, they're like, they kind of saw it as a bad thing. They saw it like, well, doesn't that, that, doesn't that <gasps> isolate me? And then I was like, no, I don't know. I mean, you can ask the person in charge if it does, but I mean, I think obviously like it's for women women empowerment I'm sure like as well they wouldn't mind if you were included like it's for everyone yeah. of course but obviously like it's more targeting the, fem- the, the women right yeah. to, women out, to show them like you know 
they're capable as well. Like we can we can be in the business industry as well. You know, like it's because yeah. like obviously it's a male dom. It's not male dominated, but you know, it in every it industry is. males obviously like you know they they you know because like we recently, can talk for hours yeah. about that. Just like my significant area is studying in sexology. So it's like Whoa. she's oh, yeah nice, she's studying nice. feminism, studying. Every, every of that movement. Oh, I totally nice. took that as a different yeah. thing. I was like, "Wow, lucky you, psychology." No, no, no it's, really, it's really different. <laughs> sorry, sorry. It's so different. But yeah, it's studying intimacy, feminist, and all of those movements. Interesting. Nice. It's really interesting. I've learned a lot, a lot, a lot, especially how every of these issue is taken apart. It's really misinterpreted because there's this thing where if you have, let's say, we take a whole other group. Let's say mm. we're going coffee and we take. Uh, roast to a specific event yeah well does, does it you know remove voices from let's say producers no uh, yeah but it gives a voice to specifically <laughs> them yeah, 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 but yeah, yeah. And the same thing when it comes to feminist barista jam yeah it gives a voice to those people that are usually unheard yeah but it doesn't yeah. remove the others because you cannot be persecuted when you you privilege it yeah. sounds people that have problem with this word because it's it sounds like mm. I kind of say that it's, it has a bad rep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I, 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 I totally get you. But it's like it's, yeah. it's 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 the argument of like I'm well, we're all in fact white males. Yeah, and we don't have we ha- kind of have it easy when it comes to those things. Yeah. Like we're not, it's not a thing where we're gonna go out and say hey goodbye, have a great day, and some people, some random girls, and go go to you and say I like your ass. Yeah, and totally. That doesn't happen. Totally, and I feel especially when you're in a industry as such as coffee, where people are usually really close. Like one of the things that surprised me at events, Sam, was people know everyone. Yeah. So having this toxic thing that can happen, yeah, it has to be removed. And I think that's one of the reasons because mm-hmm. we know that it, you have to value individuals in the coffee industry because there's not a lot. Yeah. Even though like we were like 300, 400 yesterday. Yeah. Something like yeah. that. I mean, it was nice and mixed. It was big. It was more than the people making big changes there's not a lot of them. so if you don't value them well you're not going to have business anymore no. yeah yeah uh, one one thing to kind of touch on like this this event mm-hmm. that Sil and I are doing is like obviously a female focused thing of course yeah, yeah. You know, we're talking about female producers and the importance of you know females in a power position at origin um, we haven't announced it yet but we're actually Skyping in uh, one of my friends Carla Bosa who is a 25-year-old coffee producer in El Salvador. And, um, yes, like, she's amazing. We're gonna you heard it here. You heard right. it here first, actually. See? Yeah. Um, if you've made it this far, you've heard it here. Yeah. I, was, I meant to make a post about it and be like, right, well, it's going to be like, uh, you know, what would you ask a producer? Yeah. And then be like, psych, we're going to answer those on Friday. But my laptop is actually fully busted. Oh, yeah, so I'm a little hooped there. If anyone has a laptop, they just want to like donate. That'd be great. <laughs> That'd be great. <laughs> but anyways, it's 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 obviously like a female focused event, but yeah. it's open to males and females to be yeah. there because yeah. Um, yeah, maybe, the more support there is, maybe it's a little controversial, but um, I think like all female events, creating like a safe space, you know, it's where women feel that. comfortable is is very very important. But I think. Opening up, opening it up to males to hear those voices is yeah. also very important. Yeah, you know, because it would it would it wouldn't have the effect that it should have if you just 
closed it off, right? It, yeah. I mean, that's my perspective. Obviously, like, well, well, you know, it's, yeah. it's very... It's, it's like, it's yeah. kind of weird because, like, you don't really know what would happen. Like, would, if, if it's just a bunch of women talking together, um, you know, it's going to be different than if males were present. Yeah. I mean, ideally, it's not. I would see it as, like, but if, it, it, I mean, look, I mean, like, obviously, the I mean, we can see this from history, I guess, also, like, it wasn't cool when... It was just a guy-only event. It's like you want to include the females. It's like oh, yeah, you wouldn't want to do the opposite. You'd be, you'd be put on the cross yeah. if you did an all-male yeah. event. So it's like you. I guess it's like obviously we have to empower not females, but you wouldn't want to do the same thing that mm. we've done in the past. You, you know, so it's like that's my perspective as well. Like obviously yeah. I prefer to have it's a female event, all females, but you gotta have some. You, know, you want to include some males just to like. Yeah, I I think just to like you know have their voice heard. Yeah. So that. You know, us as males, you see it. we can better yeah. understand. Also, yeah. to the women who are listening, uh, I apologize on behalf of the Brotherhood. Majority of majority of males, yeah, fucking, there's ah, just pigs. Yeah, there is. Um, yeah, but we're not all bad. We're not all bad. Um, we're doing but, our but best. We're doing our best. We're just really. At trying. least we had the table here. I think so. Yeah, but um, yeah, I, th- I I think it's like we're we're bringing in males and females so that you know we can all talk about these things together. Yeah, I that's think it's why, really important. That's why I love. I actually love the Beanstalk Festival and ECCM. You didn't see like, I mean, this is my first time at ECCM. I didn't yeah. see any like marginalized division. Group. You know, like, I just saw yeah. like a group of people loving one thing working oh, yeah. together yeah. you know at every step of the way like even that was amazing. we're technically like you know noobs when it comes to coffee newbies newbies <laughs> and we were welcomed and treated as a part of the industry oh, no matter totally. what and that was really really amazing for yeah. us yeah. especially that like this is our seventh uh, episode being recorded mm-hmm. not a lot but still we got recognized. People oh, totally. came, came to us and were like, Dude, hey, like, what do you do? It's a, co- like, the coffee industry, one, is, like, a very special industry for the people that are involved. It's one of the most welcoming yeah. industries, even though people might be intimidated by it. Um, but uh, also, like, it's it's small where, you know, you, like, you two are doing, or I guess the three of you, Dominique as well. Dominico or Dominico? Dominico, yeah. Italian as well. Yeah, very Italian. <laughs> uh, ciao bello. Um, uh, like you're you're doing something great here, right? You're 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 taking these complex things and we're trying to bring it make, down, making it approachable, break exactly. it down, right? right. Um, and that's cool. That's super cool. And I think um, us in the coffee industry, we look at you know outsiders coming in and bringing that perspective, or at least I do. I see it as a very good thing because a lot of times people in the coffee industry, it's like they have blinders on. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, like, uh, I'm sure people have this idea of Beanstalk, but no one's, like, executing yeah, it because yeah. they're not seeing the big picture of it. Whereas, like, I, like, that's the way I view things. Yeah. Is, uh, well, I think they probably fear, not, like, fear, like, the loss of it, like, the loss of capital. But, you know, the people think, like, you know, like, they think, how can it benefit everyone? But then, like, at the end of the day, inside, greed-wise, like, everyone's got a bit of greed. Yeah. So, I'm sure they probably thought, I was like, well, I can't really profit off of this. Oh, dude. So because we of that, that we had that same conversation. Yeah. We literally had that same conversation. We're still having that conversation. Yeah. It's yeah. difficult, but I mean, I'm just like this. It needs to yeah. be done. Um, maybe you can like wrap up with this final final thing. Yeah. Um, so last night, um, I was out for out for dinner and drinks with um, with a few people like John Gordon mm-hmm. and um, uh, you know, but uh, so so something that Gabby Wright asked me was uh, like why did you do Beanstalk? Like why you personally why did you do it? And I kind of thought about it for a second and I said well I felt like I had this 
this responsibility to do it because I had the capacity to do it. You could, so you should. I could, so I should. I can see that, you know, this this needs to happen. It's like a puzzle, right? It's a puzzle, and I can see, like, it's where the industry is. This is where it needs to go. There's so many things that need to change. I'm not an expert at everything. Like, I'm barely an expert at, like, anything. But I know what I know, and I know, you know, marketing, advertising, and, like, making things approachable. And I just saw that, like, that was a piece that I could play a part in. So I was like, I have these tools. I know that I can make this a thing. I know that our, and I hope, like, our and you team know how to can do make it, it happen. Yeah. Yeah, it was lacking. There wasn't anything like that yeah. yet. They're like, maybe there was, but you probably just never heard of it. That's how small it was. It's just you need yeah. that, that push. Yeah. It might hurt, like money, like you know, in terms of capital, it might hurt in the short term, but it will benefit yeah. long term after. Totally, because people will want to come to these events to show themselves, to show the, to the world we exist. You know, because no, you know, maybe they don't, they can't afford marketing, so they need a different voice. And this is like yeah. the opening they have. And they'll talk to people around them, anyways. So but to wrap everything up today, we talk about major deep things as oh, well yeah. as normal stuff. Yeah, as always. Coffee is awesome. Yes. <laughs> and to so finish it, and right to now. top it off, a simple question: What do you drink in the morning? <laughs> oh, depends on the day. But actually, um, I I don't like. You know, I, I like coffees in the morning differently than I do in the afternoon. Yeah. yeah. Like, you'd think, like, oh, big coffee nerd, like, you'd love a geisha first thing in the morning. No way. It's like, you know, you, like, you, like, wake up in the morning, and, like, I, I get so many emails, so I, like, start my day off with emails, and you like, <laughs> if I made a crazy coffee, I'd be, like, half asleep, and, oh, yeah. you know, like, take a sip, and be like, whoa, that's acidic, and, like, keep going, and be like, okay, that's a Kenya, great. Like, it's just too much in the morning. I like a more classic coffee. Like, my favorite coffee in the morning is, like, a Guatemala Weiwei. Like, a Weiwei Tango. It's just, it's that perfect, like, nice, soft, gentle yeah, acidity so and balance of, like, some fruit and chocolate. And it's, like, a, just a mix of, like, you know, the crazy wild coffees and something so classic and comforting. Like, diner coffee has a special place in my heart. That's amazing. You know, it really does. And well, I prefer that in the morning. Oh, wow. That's actually, I mean... I mean, that sounds very complicated for me. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, like, a distilled coffee. And no then, like, way. list throughout, like, that. Yeah, carbonic, <laughs> macerated Brazil from Keisha. Yeah. Brasso, that coffee was insane, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's it. I want to just say, of course, Grant, I do appreciate you coming on the show with us today. Absolutely. It was a pleasure. Um, yeah. If anyone, of course, any listener has any questions uh, for us, you can always, of course, contact us on Cat Talks Podcast on our Instagram, Twitter, or our email. Just put at gmail.com. It's the exact same name. If you have any questions for Grant, Grant, how can the listeners contact you? Ooh, um, I like phone calls. Yeah, don't text me. He's very old-fashioned now. Yeah, it's just like you, you. I showed you my phone. There's 15 text messages here. I can't get to all of those. And there's 100 emails. So call me and it's very fast I like that or shoot me an email I'll try to get back to you within 24 hours yeah. um, also you can see him mostly on Beanstalk stories if you want to see his beautiful yeah. goofy stories yeah I mean you can you can hit us up on Instagram I manage all the accounts for both Mountain Coffee and Beanstalk as yeah. well as my own personal yeah just get get in touch be patient I'll try to get to you um, yeah he's a famous man come on uh, busy <laughs> man the Instagram busy. is it uh, in Beanstalk Fest or yeah Beanstalk we got lucky where it's Beanstalk Fest Beanstalk across Fest. all platforms cool yeah awesome and amazing uh, 
Is that about it, guys? That's it? I think it's about it for today. Thank you again for coming. Uh, thanks. thanks for having uh, me. This is, we this can't is wait to time. be a part of Beanstalk with you, totally. We're not going to say much more than that. Well, we're going to be at Beanstalk. Wink. And, uh, wink, wink. Cheers, guys. Thanks. Cheers. Cheers. Salud.